Hi, I'm Aaron, and welcome to the Slim, Fitty, and Biggie Committee podcast, where me and my best friends, Danny and Matt, take a deep dive into hip-hop, the genre that has formed an integral part of our lives. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at the underscore Slim, Fitty, Biggie Committee, and stay tuned for any upcoming podcast news. Coming up on today's show, we have something a little bit different. Today, it's all about the Slim, Fitty, and Biggie Committee. That's right, it's about us. All right, let's get into it. All right, well, the Slim, Fitty, Biggie Committee podcast. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, We're going to talk about us, just our background, you know, why we decided to do this podcast, a little bit about our friendship, what got us into hip-hop, the whole thing, and uh, see where we end up. So hopefully uh, our audience and your listeners, you'll get something out of this and uh, understand a little bit about us and what made us decide to, you know, spend our time reviewing hip-hop albums. Mm, I'm excited. I'm keen. I think this is like a like something that we, you know, maybe should have done sooner because it's like our, our listeners, uh, you know, ha- you know, I've definitely got an insight into our, our friendship a little bit through, you know, listening to our podcast, but this is like, you know, explicit, like about our friendship. So um, I think if you haven't, you know, been listening to our podcasts prior to this, like this is a really good place to start. This is a, a, a good um, entry level Slim Fitty and Biggie mini podcast to, to begin with. Yeah, it's uh, it's one that you can at least know us before you you hear us review albums and when we make fun of one another, you'll understand that, you know, we're joking and that we are good friends and that you're not going to turn around and think that, you know, these guys are assholes, which you could think, though. <laughs> we definitely have those moments in our friendships. But, um, yeah, so I think you're definitely right, Matt. This is definitely something that's been on the cards for a while and something that'll, you know, hopefully share or shed a bit of light um, into into us and what we like and in terms of music as well, what we kind of like. Mm, absolutely. Danny's gone all... Uh... Yeah, Danny's gone coy. <laughs> he doesn't like talking about himself. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I want to no, be no. a mystery. I want to be a mystery. I want to be an enigma. All right? You're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, yeah, Danny doesn't to, like everyone knowing to... he has friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to call his mum and get him get her to convince him to do this podcast. She said yes, so yeah. here we are talking about yeah. himself. Did you get the signed permission slip, Aaron? <laughs> oh damn, I forgot to photocopy it. Uh, yes, I can get out of here. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, what we thought we might start off with is just a bit about, you know. Our journey to hip-hop, obviously all three of us have a bit of a different journey when it comes to listening to hip-hop. Um, so I might throw it out in terms of for Danny or Matt to, to take the first the first crack, the first storytelling time in terms of, you know, what got them into hip-hop and what got them into the music um, that we talk about all the time now. Oh, who wants to go first? Ooh. Well, lady, ladies first, Danny. You should probably take this one. On. Oh, you <laughs> naughty, naughty boy! Um, <laughs> geez, I just don't know where to begin, though. That's oh, I'm struggling. 
How far back do I go? I just can't remember. Like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. It definitely started in primary school. It definitely started. You know, it was probably grade five, grade six, and and for some reason, and this this like does not have anything. It does not relate to my tastes today, but like Nelly, Nelly comes to my mind as as one of the first experiences I had with hip hop. Like, um, what was that song with Kelly Rowland? What was that song? I have absolutely no idea. Matt, you know Dilemma. This. Dilemma. Dilemma. Yeah, like, oh, that one, yeah? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So did that, like, get you into the R&B nah, feel, just that vibe? It didn't get me into it. It was just, like, basically that's when I became aware, maybe, of this sound, this new kind of music. Like, I wasn't into music in primary school. I was. It was, it was something that happened on the radio during car rides like you know I, I was never I never pursued music yeah like I heard these songs like Nelly the other one that that kids at school I clearly remember you know starting to sing along to and 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 talk about was Eminem Eminem without me I, I specifically remember this in primary school People knew the words to Without Me and they were singing along and I felt like I was out of the loop. I felt like I was on the outside looking in with all my friends because they were all like enjoying this song and, and rapping to it all the time. And I was just like, what are they talking about? What is going on? What is this song? And so, yeah. you know, that that's like my earliest memories of hip hop, basically. It was primary school, like age 10 11 12 like that's when i started really being becoming aware of it yeah mm. yeah um so te- so so you're saying like age wise you were how old i'm guessing i was like 11 or 12 is when i when, when i became aware of this this thing that was called hip hop i didn't even know it was called hip hop i just was aware of this new type of music that i you know yeah. Had not listened to before. Well, what type of music were you exposed to as a kid? So, like, you know, when you say you became aware, what, what was the measuring stick? Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure um, back in the day, you know, I obviously had to listen to my parents' music. And, mm. and, and what, whatever was in the car, like, that's, that's, what, that's what we listened to. Like, that's when we listened to music. Like, we were not a musical home. It wasn't like, you know, we were always had the radio on in the kitchen or whatever. It was just like the TV was on. It was not a music yeah. home. So for, for us, it was it was car rides is when we got to listen to music. And I think the station that we were always listening to, so in, in Melbourne, uh, was 101.1 Double TFM. That's interesting because I remember the station we listened to it was 101.9 the fox the fox that, yeah but that the was fox. that's the thing that was the modern kind of station even back then and it kind of is now 101.1 was like the kind of throwback to to like maybe like 10 years 20 years previous to that time so when i was listening to it in you know 2000 or whatever they were playing songs from the 90s and and maybe even the 80s like you know that kind of music so that's the kind mm. of music i was listening to 
at that time. But um, I, I kind of want to. So when I actually started realizing that oh, th- there's a thing called hip hop and I really like it, was definitely high school. Definitely year seven high school, which I think is common for most people is when they start getting into music is high school. Yeah. Um, well, hip hop isn't really primary school friendly. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I remember in year seven, (laughs) like me, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and so year seven, again, it was like friends around me who were like, Oh, have you, have you heard of outcast? That, that is what I remember. Have you listened to this outcast song? So obviously went home, chucked on the old lime wire, chucked on the old kazaa. Yeah. And um destroy your computer. Yeah, yeah. The amount of times I had to turn in my computer for viruses. Crazy. <laughs> but um And like remember with LimeWire you just get so many like random versions of the song or like incomplete <laughs> yeah. versions. Like Yeah. 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 You had to really navigate and find the exact song and test them before you download them. Not as easy as Spotify these days. No. Nah. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah, today it's so easy. But um, yeah, so Outcast was definitely one of the first. And from there, it just it sprang into that. That's like when it became an actual thing that I pursued outside of school and outside of the car. Like I actually got on the internet, started searching and, and I got really obsessed. Like I got super obsessed. I would, I would sit in front of the computer screen some days after school like have a song that I really like, get the lyrics up on the screen and just memorize every single song that I knew just from front to back, listen to it with the music on, put the music off and then just read through the lyrics and go back and forth and back and forth. And I memorized so many songs that way. Like I'd come to school and think I was so cool because I could just rap these songs, like these outcast songs yeah. that no one knew anyway. But I, I think I think I impressed a few people, so worth. <laughs> Made a few friends. Well, you were telling me that like your yeah, your friends were like the ones that were talking about hip hop, so I'm sure they were impressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's and they got me like a couple extra friends, probably. Like the last thing I'll I'll say is the the biggest thing, the biggest thing that ever happened to me in terms of music was in year 10, this is, I'll never forget, year 10 was like one of the best years ever. Because like, I was in, a, I was in an, an accelerated learning program at, at school. So... Nerd. Yeah, I know. Embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing. It was actually, tell us the name of it. What was it called? What do you mean? It's, it was called an accelerated learning program. Nah, there was a name for, there was a name for it. Well, I don't know. Are you talking about like the seals or something? Yeah, like, the seals. Select, yeah, we would the seals like select select entry accelerated learning. We could have a group, Danny and Aaron. Like we could do like our own hip hop group, and it could be called the, the seals. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a trivia. We do trivia with with uh with my friends. And we call ourselves the Navy Seals. It's so corny. Like no, <laughs> none of us are in the Navy. We were just we just happen to be in a seal yeah. program. It's, it's embarrassing. Um, so you're only friends with the seals. Yeah, like we were, we were on our own. Like we didn't mingle with with other year, like people from our year level. 
we didn't really mingle because we were stuck together. They didn't let us change classes year after year. We were just together for three years in a row. And then year 10, instead of, you know, starting to mingle, they shoved us up to the next year level. Like that was the accelerated part of, of the program is they just shoved uh. us up to the next year level. So we got integrated into the year above us. And so I was this loner stuck in like maths and psychology classes with, with all these people I didn't know because they just chucked us in and started mingling with us. Um, yeah. This is, um, for all our listeners, this is Danny's eight mile story right here. This is like the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the, on the main streets of, uh, main streets of Melbourne. On the main streets of Brighton Secondary College. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they shoved us in and then just, you know, I don't know how it happened, but a couple of, a couple of kids just like, slowly you know ushered me over over like a few weeks or whatever like took me in basically because I was always like sitting on my own just doing my work and they were like like come here like I thought they would like you know trying to tease me or something or I, I don't know but but they were actually really cool and and once I showed a tiny interest in hip-hop they were like oh shit this is our dude and and then Every single class I had with those people, there was two of them, um, Alex and David. I'm not going to say their last names, but Alex and David were the two. And every single class, math, psychology, accounting, whatever I had with them, it became hip-hop class. It, none of it was maths or, or psychology or anything. It was all hip-hop class. What they would do is they would – we had diaries, and every single class, they would, they would write down in my diary different songs for me to check out like all the, I didn't know anyone they were writing down bone thugs that was a big one bone thugs and harmony they were giving me Tupac I, I didn't know anything about Tupac they were giving me Biggie so you got some legit homework like you got for some hip-hop homework yeah and I loved it that was the homework that I lapped it up like I rushed home to literally jump on LimeWire LimeWire was the shit back then and just download all these songs that I'd never heard before that were in my diary and just Oh, I opened up my world and it was just that period of my life getting into hip hop for real and just having all this info and gold hip hop songs dumped in my lap was just oh, one of the best things that ever happened to me. And that's what it's, it all sparked from there. That's, that's where it really, then I became obsessed, became what I am today. <laughs> I remember in I remember in high school. This wasn't me, but like a friend, a guy I was friends with. Um, we had like a, I think it was like year eleven or something, and we were preparing. Um, what was it? What were they called? Like Sats or something? Like you know, or Sacks or like yeah, Sacks. Yeah, Sacks. Yeah, yeah. School assessed coursework, and we had a Sack one day, and um, he hadn't like prepared like his notes for the essay that we right had to the write over over like a period of three days. So um, he like he he was diligent like he like I know it doesn't sound like it but like he was a like a switched on student but like for whatever reason he hadn't prepared his notes for that first day of um, preparing for the sack the uh, the essay response so what he did was <laughs> that whole first lesson he like he didn't have anything he didn't have any ideas so he literally wrote um, uh, never the lyrics to never enough. Eminem and 50 Cent. 
<laughs> on the page and then on the next two days so it looks like he did something and then on the next two days <laughs> he like had to like rewrite out or not rewrite but like start from scratch and just try and finish the essay in those two days rather than three and like then just like bin the, the lyrics to never enough because like he thought that if like i don't know he hadn't written anything like the teacher would have been like I don't know what the fuck are you doing. Yeah, or... what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what's going on? So he's like, oh, I've got to yeah, write something. Yeah, but that's so... not weird at all to literally write lyrics of a song and a teacher will go, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's like... the idea. Like he didn't even think about potentially making up a story. Yeah. His idea was, you know what, today's a write-off. I'm going <laughs> to write down lyrics to a song. <laughs> it just reminded me of when Danny was saying you could go home and like learn lyrics, and then in his diary he'd like write out like songs and stuff. I was just like, oh, that reminded me of yeah, it reminded me of that story. And it's like imagine if the teacher had of like actually on the first night, and like now that you know I'm in that profession as well, I understand they definitely wouldn't have. But like imagine if they had of on the first night taken home the the papers and just had a little like gaze through what the students have written, and like they got to his paper and like. Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, fuck you, you dirty <laughs> cocksucker, like all this shit. <laughs> oh, the lyrics, goddamn. That's really yeah. funny. Yeah, it's a good story. But anyway. So Matt, what was your what was your journey in in hip hop? Well, I uh I I would like to bet that I got into hip hop a long time before both of you guys, yet Ooh, as, Rebel as, <laughs> Yeah, as soon as as soon as I was in, I was I was hooked on two artists. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it hasn't, hasn't changed since. <laughs> hasn't it's changed, changed slightly. Since. It's changed. Slightly. He's, he's gone from two to five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, mine was definitely primary school, but like, I I don't like hip hop was always like around because I think for me it comes down to like you know, older, having older siblings who listen to it, like, you know, siblings who are like 10, 11 years older than me, like they were obviously listening to that type of music and like, or were allowed to listen to that type of music. And like, you know, when I'd spend time with them, it was just always on like, or in the background. And they're like, they were responsible. They'd try and like not put on songs where it was like, you know, heaps of expletives, but like kind of can't help it with hip hop. Um, but yeah, I just remember having that genre of music as well as R&B, like a mixture of both of those two, always on, like in my ear, um, like very, um, just very natural, I suppose. So I think that's what, that sound is what, or one of the sounds that I associated with good music because like, oh, well, my older siblings listen to that, so it must be good. So, you know, but then I'd also have like, you know, my, my parents listening to like, the, <laughs> they weren't listening to hip hop. They were like listening to like, um, oh, what was Danny mentioned his radio channel? Didn't you say you like yours. the? Don't you remember like? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you know a lot about the Bee Gees. Is that the Bee Gees was one? But like we had like a, it was like Smooth ninety one point five is like the, the the radio channel that's like now for like you know older generations that plays like music from the seventies, eighties, nineties. That's or not even nineties, mainly like probably like sixties, seventies, eighties. Like yeah. whatever channel it was back then, like we'd I'd listen to that with like mum and dad, and then I'd spend time with my brother and sister and listen to like R and B and hip hop. So like my my musical um, 
what I was exposed to in terms of different genres and like from different eras, like it was quite diverse. Um, but you know, you can't help it. I think like any, most children are like, Oh, whatever my mum and dad are listening to is like, you know, embarrassing. And then whatever, like my older siblings, or if you had like an older friend at high school, whatever, like they were listening to, you'd be like, Oh, that's cool. And what my parents listened to was like, not cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just remember being influenced by my, you know, my siblings in terms of the music that they listened to. And then I remember, so that was throughout primary school, but I remember in like year six in particular, um, grade six. So I guess it wasn't that much younger than like when Danny said, because he was like 11 or 12. So I would have been around the same age. But um, I remember going on year six camp and um, it was a, it was a bus ride, a long bus ride to Canberra. From, from Melbourne so it was like 10 hours um so we were all allowed to take like our a discman is discman's yeah our discman's um <laughs> on the bus and like you know for any of those like younger listeners that we have out there discman's are literally like portable cd, CD device yeah portable cd device so you could like you know only ever have one cd in at a time and then you'd have to like change it over and I remember borrowing from, I think it was my brother, um, 50 Cent's uh, first album, Get Rich or Die course, Trying, as course. well as the Eminem show uh, by Eminem. So Eminem's third album. So I remember borrowing those two albums for that bus ride and thinking I was like the coolest cat. Like I've, I've got like, <laughs> like two like explicit albums and I'm in year six and like, I don't even know why, like, the teachers didn't check what we were, like, were bringing, but, like, because it definitely wouldn't have been allowed if they had a note. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I just, I, like, I remember sitting next to someone and be like, oh, what are you listening to? Like, because, like, that's what you do when you, like, you'd sit next to, like, your bus part and you'd, like, you know, talk and stuff and then you'd, like, share headphones and stuff, like, wh- well before corona times. Um, yeah. So it's, like, you know, when I'd, like, sh- show them what I'd listen to, like, immediately they're like, oh, my God, like, you're so cool, like. <laughs> yeah, then, you're saying you're listening to bad words. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like that is you know, kind of the like, appeal, though. That is kind of yeah. the appeal of hip hop, especially when you're young. Is like, oh, this is like I shouldn't be listening to this, but I yeah, am. it's very taboo. It's exactly. like it's, you know, you know, it's naughty because like you'd never say fuck, but listening to people say it is yeah. very different. You're like, oh, like you get that weird kind of rebel feel even though we really weren't rebels at all no yeah the opposite yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so yeah i remember that being a a vivid memory of mine that bus ride and listening to eminem and 50 cent and like for me like i think it was because those were the two albums that i like remember you know listening to and i think they would have been the first two like hip-hop albums that i properly listened to those two artists were like imprinted on my memory as like, okay, well, this is like, this is what hip hop is. This is like, yeah. well, to define hip hop, it's, it's these two guys. Um, so yeah, they've always been and will always be like in my, you know, list. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's exactly. so strange. Cause like, why hasn't your, you know, tastes changed from when you were like 11 and 12? Like, those mm. two are still literally your favourite rappers to this mm. day. I think it has, like, an element of nostalgia to them um, that, like, you know, it, it, it helps me to, like, listening to them helps me relive, like, like 
really good times in, I guess, my life. Imagine, like, can you imagine, I'll try and think of something that's like equivalent for you, like the first time you listen to Wu-Tang or the first time you listen to, you know, Andre 3000 and we're just like, what is this? Like, this is insane. Like, you yeah. know, it's like a, just like a really pleasant memory you have. So it's like, I still like, there There are artists that I'll, new artists I'll listen to and be like, oh, this is like, this is amazing. Why well, I haven't listened to this sooner? Like Sci-Hi, for example, like, I was like, wow, this is like really, really good. But like at that particular time in my life, everything was heightened because like, as Aaron was saying, like it was a bit taboo. Like I was young, no one else was listening to it. Like it made me feel cool. Like my, my brother and sister were listening to it. Like they'd recommended me to listen to this. So it's like, there were so many things going on that like probably made, you know, those two albums and those two artists like fly above any other artist that I've sort of come across. Like, I don't know. They're, they're also two quality artists. Like, and, and those two particular albums are like, you know, yeah, you know, amazing albums. So it's like that also helps. But like, I think that I definitely, I definitely sometimes think when like compared to you two guys, it's like you obviously have a much like more like well-rounded palette when it comes to like art, hip hop artists. So sometimes I do feel definitely feel like I miss out a little bit or like, you know, I'll like discover someone that you guys have already listened to. And I'll be like, Oh God, these guys are crazy. And then like, you'll both be like, yeah, like we've literally been listening to them for like yeah. 20 years. <laughs> yeah. but, I guess like, um, the strange, the strange thing for me is like you, you started with Eminem and 50 Sand and then you just, and that stopped. was like primary school. And then all through high school, it, it sounds like you literally just only listened to 50 cent and Eminem and just all their albums. <laughs> Yeah, they but have actually, a big catalogue, though. They have a big catalogue, but, like, to, you know, in my mind, I picture Matt just only ever listening to 50 Cent and Eminem and nothing else from, like, year 6 to year 12. No, okay, what about right, Lil Wayne? So I, Matt, did you get into Lil Wayne? I, I distinctly feel like you liked Lil Wayne for a bit. Well, not, like, exactly, but, like, I didn't really explain what happened in high school. So then after primary school, like, like I did, you know, get into the, you know, illegal downloading the line where I think every single person did and like I'm you know it was a it was a bad thing because like you know I, I realize now that it wasn't wasn't supporting the artist but like at the time you like you didn't really think about that you're just like oh I just want to listen to like free music and like that's obviously why Spotify and like Apple Music have become so successful now because it's like a legal way of like supporting the artist and you know you don't bloody give your computer <laughs> viruses <laughs> yeah exactly um but um in year like from year seven to 12 i remember like obviously still really loving eminem and 50 cent like i remember in year 12 or, or i think it was year 12 eminem when he dropped recovery and like i remember i was really like super excited about that i, I sort of skipped over the relapse like fat, like album and it wasn't until like i think danny mentioned how much he loved it that, like I, I really paid attention to it and was like wow this is actually really good but like in your in your high school, I remember going home and like you know how Danny you were saying you would like learn lyrics and stuff and memorize them. I remember like I going home and watching music videos on YouTube of like lots of different rappers. So like Little Wayne was one of them, and like um, the Game was another one. Like I remember um, watching you know Dr. Dre, um, like literally just whatever new music videos had come out I, I would watch them and be like and that was how I would access different artists and I actually really enjoyed that because like I could actually see the artist I could like see 
you know, what they were doing in the music video. And it's like, I liked that sort of um, extra medium that I got. So it wasn't just audio. It was like video as well mm. now. And then from there, I remember like getting into different phases. So then like probably the next phase was Tupac. So like, I remember watching a lot of like documentaries about Tupac and movies with Tupac in it and like listening to a lot of his movie uh, music, like the greatest hits and stuff. Um, and yeah, I think the internet, like once, like I remember having like dial up at home and like a really, really like shitty connection and like <laughs> wasn't great speed. So like, maybe that also stopped me from downloading a lot of music and like, I wasn't going to go out and buy an album. Um, cause I don't know. I just, I don't actually remember. This is sad. I don't actually remember like sitting down with like my discman and like listening to new albums at that time. I, I literally just prefer to watch the music videos on the internet and like listen to music that way. Or like if I was around at a friend's place, then maybe like we'd have some music on like, and I'd like show them my songs, but not a lot of my friends at the time listened to hip hop. Like not a lot of them liked hip hop. So it's like, yeah. that's why I think when I came across like you guys, it was a bit of a niche, like hip hop's like not so much now, but back then it was very niche. Like not mm. many people listened to it. And like, you almost felt judged by, for saying that you listened to hip hop. Like, so, yeah. yeah. So I think it, I expanded my horizons in year, in high school, but then I sort of, um, yeah, not as much as I could have until you guys came along. And then I started listening to more music. And then, to be honest with you, this part of our friendship, like doing the podcast, in terms of opening up my eyes to new music has been the best thing for my, like, for hip-hop and me because now I've listened to, like, so many more albums that I would never have listened to uh, if it wasn't for, like, you guys picking them and, like, us, like, needing to review them. Yeah. Well... Before we get into the podcast and our friendship, like I'm similar to you, Matt. So I feel like I'm a blend of, you know, Danny and Matt um, in terms of my story and when it comes to hip hop. So like, you know, my family wasn't that musical either. We were more like sport, you know, I grew up with two younger brothers. We were just like sporty and, you know, TV, we played outside all the time, but we didn't really have that much music in the house. And, you know, we just listened to the radio um, and so music didn't really, like, mean much um, when I was growing up. Like, you know, I just, I was never really that instrumental. Like, I didn't pick up any instruments or anything like that. I just was never drawn to it. Mm. Um, uh, and, you know, you know how, you know, kids love the drums and shit like that and guitar. And I just never mm. really cared that much. Like, you know, movies like The School of Rock. Like, kids just loved that and just wanted to go, and that just never really appealed to me that much. Um, but I, I remember, because, like, I grew up with two Russian parents, and much like you, Danny, and, like, obviously they didn't introduce us to hip-hop, so we had to figure <laughs> it out elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. So um, I remember that one of our family friends, his, his dad had gone to Russia, uh, not to Russia, to, to America for work, and he came back and he was like telling people about the trip and he's like, he, he bought 50 cents, get rich or die trying. And he was like, check this out. This is really big. And he'd just come out in the US and he brought it back as like a joke. <laughs> and they put it on as like a joke. Like, yeah. can you believe this shit? And, <laughs> good and joke. Yeah, good, yeah joke. good joke. Literally good joke. And But like, it's a good joke because they were just like, oh, what the hell are they talking about? What is this? It's just 
you know, garbage. Yeah. And it, it blew my mind. Like I was <laughs> listening to it and I was like, I've never heard music like this. And I didn't get the lyrics. Like I wasn't at that point where I understood how to listen to lyrics. Mm. I own, but the sound of the beats just got me from the very beginning. And I was just hooked. Like, and that's when I started, like I would fall asleep to get rich or die trying. Like I would just listen to it over and over again. And the thing is like, everyone's have heard of Eminem. So like I knew about Eminem, but um, like, Nothing ingrained into my mind like that album. And then, you know, there was The Massacre. And in throughout primary school, like, I was the only one who was aware of... I didn't even know it was called hip-hop. I just was like, it's rap. I listen to mm, rap. Yeah. And, like, I'm very cool because I listen to rap. So um, I just listened to it. And no one in primary school was listening to it, obviously, for... You know, for reasons we've already discussed, it's not exactly, you know, child appropriate. <laughs> but my parents didn't really know either. They didn't know how much I was listening to it. Because like <laughs> you guys said, like, download LimeWire. And like, you just download, you just listen to that. And mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't exactly talk about it with my parents, but they just knew I was listening to this dude, 50 Cent. But, but I don't think it really clicked at any point. And then after that, like, in high school like by that time i'd been listening to those albums and the massacre for so long that like i was really into it like i just liked it but i hadn't explored my other tastes but even in high school i didn't really find people that were into hip-hop like my whole friendship group throughout high school even still they're not into hip-hop at all like i've tried to listen to their music and it's like when they try to listen to hip-hop i just think it's garbage (laughs) <laughs> like, just the sound is different. And I just don't understand it. Um, and, like, I can appreciate it, but there's just something with my school friends that I can was never able to, like, really show them um, how much, like, I loved it. Um, it's sad, isn't yeah. it? Because it's like you almost feel that you're going to be judged for your music where it's like your friends are probably like, you know, their music's like more, I don't know, would you say like socially, like, accepted? Yeah. So it's like you can't ever show them that side of you. And that's why music is like, it's quite special actually. Cause it's like movies to a certain extent are similar, but it's still not the same. Like music is just like one of those things that you like. So yeah, it's weird because you know, no one, like if anyone says I'm into horror, I'm into thriller, I'm into drama and I'm into comedy, whatever it is, everyone's like, okay, I can understand that. But at school I was like, I'm into hip hop. And they were like, I don't get it. Like I, and they didn't mm. want to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I didn't talk about hip hop and like, whenever they were like, Oh, Aaron, what do you want to listen to? I'm like, you know what I want to listen to? Like, like, don't pretend like, you know, that I'm, I'm <laughs> going to say hip hop. Like, yeah. it's not a surprise. Like when everyone's like, Oh, what? Like if you had to choose, like, I just, I, I only had that. That's the only thing I cared about. So, um, and my parents thought it was a phase. Like my mm-hmm. parents were like, Oh, Aaron, you know, when you get older, you're going to get over it, you know, talking about this swearing and yeah. bitch this, fuck that. You're going you're gonna to get over it. You're going to grow up and realize that it's not, you know, it's not for adults. And look at us now, adults, and now instead of just listening to it, we talk about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, that's, that's actually but yeah. a good point. Like, I think that, like, to a certain extent, I still worry. I'm like, I wonder when I'm like, you know, 60, 
if I will still like be like, oh, I want to listen to this or like, I don't know, like I hope I, I hope I still will, but like it's something yeah. that definitely plays on my mind. I used to actually, yeah, I used to actually fear that. I used to fear growing up and growing out of hip hop like that because yeah. because like you were saying, Aaron, my parents were exactly the same. They're like, you get like this is not real music. You're gonna grow out of it and you're gonna start appreciating the other stuff. And I was like, oh okay, well if that's what's gonna happen, that's what's gonna happen. Like I just accepted that eventually that was gonna happen. But like I loved hip hop so much, I was like, I hope it doesn't happen. And I don't think mm. it ever will. I think no. I think this is it. I think I'm I'm hip hop for life. I think the one thing <laughs> is though, my fear now. So I agree. My fear was that I you know get to a point where I'm like I'm over it. But my fear now is that it'll get to a point where I'm not interested in new hip-hop and I'm only going to listen to albums that I know. And part of me is scared about that because I know now that there is a particular joy about finding an album that you love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, like, there's always going to be, like, hip-hop's going to, you know, there's always going to be new music coming out and, like, there always will be good albums and, like, good music being released. It's just, like... It's almost that nostalgia of those older albums that you might prefer because it's like, well, that was like a special. I, I found them at a special time in my life, like when my like relationship with hip hop was like really fresh. Yeah, well, like as Danny says, hip hop is a young man's game or a young person's game. So when I get old, I hope that I'm still actively looking for new music and still actively you know, wanting more and more and just to have a massive catalogue. But, like, you know, I was always the guy at school who loved hip-hop and, like, I didn't even, like, looking back, I didn't know anything about it. I was just the guy who liked the music. I didn't know Mm. any of the history. I didn't know anything about, like, you know, the importance and the effect of it on people and, you know, all the beefs and all the interesting inter-character stories and all that kind of stuff. I didn't really get into and understand that until later in high school and until you know danny and i became friends um and then obviously you know matt you and i became friends after you became friends with danny um after high school so um yeah it's just interesting that like you know as much as our stories are different we felt very similar ways throughout like our journey in hip-hop yeah for sure I think, yeah, it's, it sounds from these stories that we're very, like, similar. Our, our, our hip-hop stories are very similar, how we got into it. Um, the one thing that I would say is that kind of interesting to mention is, like, you, you kind of touched on it, but, like, for me and you, Aaron, I feel hip-hop is, like, that's it. Like, for me, you said it, but I'm the same. Like, it's basically hip-hop is everything and anything else is not even music. I can't even enjoy it. There are definitely exceptions. There are definitely big exceptions. Like, I'm not saying I hate anything that is in hip-hop, but as a general rule, if it's not hip-hop, I'm not actually interested at all. Like, I'm not going to pursue it at all. Whereas with Matt, um, I feel like he's the one who has the broader, uh, you know, broader tastes. Uh, He he likes a little bit of everything. Am I right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'll, like, you know, listen to, like, you know, pop from, like, today as well. Like, I'd listen to the radio and listen to the songs that they have on there. Like, I'd listen, you know, I'd, I'd listen to pretty much anything, to be honest. 
The only thing I, I, I have, the only thing I have listened to and I don't like, like I used to go to like my friend's concerts because he would like perform is like oh, yeah. screamo, like heavy metal oh, stuff. Yeah, no. garbage. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I wouldn't. That's like the only thing I wouldn't listen to like ever. Yeah. Well, um, I feel like the best metaphor is like you know. Danny, you and I just love burgers and that's our favorite food. And we just love every single type of burger. We just want to know new ways of cooking burgers. And Matt has more of like a, you know, he loves burgers, but he also has an appreciation of all these other cuisines. Which, yeah. When I think of it like that, yeah, that you is make probably. Yeah, sound really bad. <laughs> yeah, when I think of it like that, it sounds really bad. But I'm very happy with my burger hip hop taste. Yes. Yeah, and I'll listen to other stuff and I'll appreciate it. And, you know, part of it is, you know, understanding the history of where hip-hop songs come from, like, you know, understanding where soul samples come from. But at the same time, my favourite type of music is hip-hop. That's what it is. It's just my favourite type. And, Mm. I like, people will show me club bangers and I can get down to a club banger, but there's only a certain amount of time that I can listen to it and then I'm ready to go back to hip-hop. Like, I have a short attention span when it comes to anything else. Whereas if you play hip hop for me all day, uh, you got me. I'll be listening to it all day. It's <laughs> a good point. Well, before we go into uh, how we became friends, I might just take a, a wee break if that's okay. It's like a little whiz. Yeah. Okay, how dare you? I'll do it three. Right. Oh. <laughs> right, can you remember? The, you know, just picture picture this, all right, everyone. So, you know, we just gone round to Danny's place and you know we've gone out for a lovely fish and chip dinner we um probably have eaten it at his place so we've taken away from the fish and chip shop lovely dinner you know now we've just settled down into the couch to watch a, a movie that you know we Aaron and I probably have had no say in whatsoever Danny's been <laughs> watching this and you know, you know. <laughs> no no it's not that we've had no say so we've been given a choice of three movies <laughs> which to be honest to be honest I don't mind now back then i like danny was it was all movies you'd seen danny and wanted us, us to watch yeah, and that's yeah. the way it's always been that is literally yeah. the way it has always ever been yeah it's like oh. so we can watch a movie as long as it's a b or c so you get to see yeah, it, otherwise, yeah, yeah. otherwise get out <laughs> um <laughs> and like can you just imagine that's not even the funny part can you just imagine that so we're all settled ready to watch this movie that we've selected and then aaron or i decide that we need to do number twos. But <gasps> then we realise whose house we're at. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> the judgment that we're going to face if we go take steaming shit. Yeah, it's not judgment, it's bullying. Yeah. Because the, the thing is, you would yell, and you still do, if I ever go to the bathroom at your parents' house, Danny. Yeah. You would go, you know, let her. Aaron's going to take a shit in the toilet. <laughs> you would announce it to everybody, no matter what I would be doing. Yeah, I wanted to teach you a lesson. I wanted you to make you feel guilty. Like, this is what happens if you take a shit in my toilet. Everyone's going to know about it. Yeah. But what yeah, makes gonna... it worse, Aaron, is it's like it's a natural human ugly body, bodily function. It's like he's denying that right in his toilet. <laughs> We're friends, yeah. but to a certain extent, yeah, we yeah, have boundaries. Yeah. We have boundaries. So, so then it gets to the point where, all right, I'm going to Danny's place for a movie. I better take a shit before I go. That's <laughs> 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 good. 
Otherwise, you'll <laughs> have then, to do it in the street. Yeah. <laughs> but then it'd get to the point where you'd been friends for so long that you'd be like, nah, I'm going to save it up and then just do it at Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like after the three or four year mark. That's when you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going in. <laughs> And look at that, I might even forget to flush. Oh, that's oh, nasty. No, no, that's crossing the line. I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy. <laughs> I'm only joking. I never did that, but it would be so funny to see Danny's face. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and for him to scream to his mum and dad. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, come have a look, look at what this. he did. I love that it's like you can go take a piss. That's fine. Like, you know, no problems. But then as soon as you want to do number twos, it's like, oh, my God, you're the worst human ever. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. So funny. I mean, we we digress, but very funny story. Yeah. That's just part of our friendship. But speaking of friendship, um, I think, you know, maybe, Danny, you and I should start because, Matt, you became friends with Danny after Danny and I were already friends. So, Danny, How you and I have been friends you. for... Yeah, what a loser. How bloody dare well, you Well, you completed the the trio. The three. So, yeah. <laughs> well, Menage a trois. Hey. Well, we had a third. We did have a third at a at one time. He was barely a third. But do you remember Victor? Danny? Yeah, that was yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, Well, so, to be honest, he was before you... He was my... Yeah. You know, friend before you, like before there was Aaron, it was Victor. Oh, big Vic! Yeah. Let's get him on. Let's get him on the show next, next week. <laughs> I mean, Danny, say. would you even know where to find him? Nah, I had no idea. I wouldn't know his his surname. He was just all I remember yeah. is he used to be like this little tank. He was just like this built. He was like what ten years old, but he just like had six yeah. pack and everything. Like he was built. Yeah. And yeah, I remember so that because we he was, we, he was uh, Polish. He was a Polish kid, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Polish. It's just close enough to Russian that it was like that was something to yeah. bond over. Hmm, pierogi. That's right. But um, but yeah. So Danny, you and I became friends because we were swimming at the same uh swim school or the same squad, yeah. and that's how we literally became friends. And I don't know how we because you and I have quite a bit. Like we've got four or five years age difference four years i think yeah just just under and at that age when you're like 16 and 12 that's a big difference yeah massive so can, can you imagine a year 12 hanging out with a year eight that's essentially what's happened there yeah it's really weird when you say it like that it's really weird you're a but, loser but danny it's... and you're really cool aaron i <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah like i guess it's because well, why why was it? It was probably because Aaron, you were just pretty good at swimming. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was I was in squads, and you know, Danny and I were in the same squad for a while. But Danny, you never were that. You never raced, so you were just like you know no. doing it for fitness. Yeah. Whereas I I liked racing, yeah. um, and I at that time had the dream of becoming an, an Olympian. And I remember Danny laughing at me because <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, and look who's laughing now. <laughs> yeah. Because, but I mean, when you're 16 and you hear a 12-year-old turning around going, yeah, I'll be in the Olympics, that's my goal, yeah. that's what I want, yeah. you kind of have enough perspective to know how much of a pipeline dream that is, whereas yeah. kids really don't have that ability of introspection and understanding <laughs> of reality. Wait, so um, do, you, 
do you think that was it actually you were twelve, I was sixteen, and we were mates? I think so. Like around that time. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how that works. But Ari, you were always like really mature for your age in a way, or at least you like physically anyway. Yeah, you were always yeah. really big. Like me and you have always been the same size <laughs> at every age. At every age, when I was yeah. twelve, when I was sixteen, you were twelve. We were the same, you know, size. Yeah, but so it's around is, that this time. Is our, this is our Danny's way of uh, justifying his friendship with a <laughs> kid four I years younger than you. I didn't. To be honest, I never thought about age. I never yeah. ever thought about age. It never. Yeah. Because we weren't meeting at school. Like we weren't hanging just, out at like you know lunch times. Going, all right, I'm going to go hang out with the Year Sevens when I'm in Year Ten. <laughs> like that wasn't. We were yeah. at the pool. We were we were equals at the pool. We were in the exact yeah. same squad. At, yeah. at a pretty much similar skill level. Yeah. And we, the, yeah, I was I was always bigger as a kid. Um, like I started shaving when I was in year seven. Like I like that's <laughs> the level that I was at. Like I got into high school and I had start, had to start shaving. Like I had like uh, Danny was right. Like I was always quite big. Like I stopped growing, but I had already like reached my huge growth when I was in high school, and I just. I remember, like, I had I w- had the ability to grow a beard when I was like year eight, year nine. Like, I had a goatee in year year nine. Yeah, like, yeah. I was just had that ability. So, yeah, we looked similar in similar age, but at the same time, like, you know, when you go to a swim squad, like, you just become friends with the people that are there. And yeah. I guess our humor has always been quite similar. Yeah, for sure. In, like it's quite dry and it's quite direct and yeah. neither of one of us takes things particularly personally. No. So it's always kind of just worked on that level. But, yeah, you're right. We didn't hang out. Like we weren't like no. going after swim like squad and like going for walks and going to the yeah, movies yeah, yeah. together. It was strictly, like it was, the relationship was strictly at the pool only and you know, mainly in the showers. Like when we were having yeah. showers hey. together. Yeah, we when we are having showers together is when we would like talk and, and chat about general shit. But I do... And like, didn't you like yeah, used to rub body, body lotion on each other as well? Yeah, that like? was part of it. That yeah. was part of it. I forced him to do that. That was the, the fact. <laughs> if you can't tell, Danny's very much joking and Matt is imagining it's his dream. Yeah. But I do consciously, I do remember specifically back then, at that age difference, maybe it was, you know, 17, 13, 18, 14 or whatever, that I was like, you know, we were pretty good friends, but I did consciously think I can never really hang out with him outside of this. Like if we ever wanted to go to the movies, we couldn't do it. Like at that age, when I was year twelve or whatever, I was like, "We just can't do it. I can't do. I can't do that." And but then yeah. I came along, boys. Nah, nah, nah. You are no, way you later. You are way later. You are so much later than this. Hey, I brought this bloody ship together, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now you were because we, you were around. You were definitely around because you were at that pool that we were. Yeah. Like me and Aaron were just in a in a different squad than you. Like yeah, that's, a, that's, a nice of, that's a nice way of saying I was in the shit squad. <laughs> <laughs> you were though, weren't you? Because me and yeah. Aaron were like in the, not maybe not at that specific time, like that early yeah. time. Like we were just in a general squad, and you yeah. were yeah. you were in a shitter general squad. You were in a lower, 
Can I just? I'll, I'll just justify that that it was a choice. I'm going to say it wasn't a. You know, it wasn't. You know, decided for me. I chose to be in that. You know, squad below your squad because at the time. My coach, I had a bit of a crush on her, and uh, oh, you know, yeah. she, Jody, she, she, was it Jody? Jody, yeah, and we had Aaron. But I, do you remember Danny? He used to hit on Jody. He used to hit on Jody all the time. Yeah, like yeah. they would coach at the same time, but he would give us a set to do, and then he'd go float with Jody. Yeah, and Matt obviously was in Jody's squad, so we probably were swimming at the same time, but we never interacted because we were in different squads. Yeah, yeah. So he was like always a- there. That's the yeah. weird thing. Matt was always there. Lurking and, in the and background. We just, yeah, we would just never, we never acknowledged him, ever. For like, you know, we probably knew him for like five years before we ever even talked to him. Yeah. I remember like having like thinking that like, because Aaron was obviously like my, my, my competitor out of you two because it's like, you know, Aaron was like the fastest swimmer. So like I always remember being like, oh. Always no, like, he you know was how, like, not the fastest swimmer. How dare you? I'm the fast one. No, I mean, it doesn't like, really oh, matter who was the fast one. No, 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 we, we come up... on, let's establish it now. Oh, I was the fast <laughs> one. Come on. I mean, I mean, Danny, if we're going to really get into it, I made national squad. Who had the faster 53 time? Come on. All, of all time? Like, yeah. what was your PB? I don't even remember. 26. <laughs> Point something, can't remember. <laughs> yeah, keep talking shit. <laughs> it was, I can guarantee. <laughs> 26 for 50 freestyle. Point something, I don't know. Point I think nine, you mean 36. Nah, 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 nah. If it wasn't 26, it was definitely 27. No, I'm pretty sure you mean 36. <laughs> no, you're a fool. You're an absolute fool. <laughs> All right, what yeah. was your time, big boy? My my freestyle was 29.9. That oh, was my well, best. I 100% beat that. Every day of the week. Man. Yeah, what was your best 200 breaststroke, Danny? Yeah, well, that's what Ooh. I'm saying. You have the breaststroke. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. But when Matt says, you know, Aaron was the fast one, how dare he? Yeah, but Danny, you were you were good at short distances, that's let's right. be honest. That's exactly right. I was, and I had the long yeah. distance. That's, yeah. Like, I just that's could why, keep swimming. Yeah, that's what I, I would 100% agree. Maybe you were, Matt, were you a breaststroker? I was a breaststroker. So I think that's where the competition, I always wanted to compete against Aaron. Yeah, because I was not a breaststroker. The thing is, I wasn't even aware of this want to compete with me. Like, I just (laughs) wasn't aware. didn't even know you existed. Like, Matt, (laughs) Aaron was your rival, and (laughs) Aaron didn't even know you existed. Thanks. Thanks for that. Cheers, guys. No, no, but the problem is, it's just because we didn't interact. Like, you, like, we just never spoke, like, you know. When you go into a squad and you're in the same squad all the time, you speak to the people that are in there. So it's not even like I wanted to do it. Yeah. It's just like I just had no reason to to really know we were doing different sets, we were doing different things. I didn't know how fast anyone else was. I just knew that, yeah, I just had to yeah. swim. Like yeah, I but- didn't have the the foresight to go, oh, this guy's watching me all the time. <laughs> He's, he wants to compete. I didn't know. I just wasn't aware. Uh- yeah, but, but let's fast forward a little bit to, so we were in the squads, you know, we were adjacent to each other. Me and Aaron were friends, had a weird relationship. Um, Matt was over to the side, you know, perving, <laughs> perving on his teacher and perving on us. And then <laughs> at some point, who's the first person that actually starts working at the pool? I started working there. After, no, I think Matt you, I think Matt was first. first. No? Matt was first, yeah. 
Yeah, Matt. definitely. It, would def- it definitely would have been me because I I've worked it. I'd worked there for the longest. Well, you're, oh, you're, you're saying no, but you're saying first. Oh, I I, I actually don't know. I, I it was see, Danny, you started you started a year after I did. Oh, um, really? I thought I you were there that. way longer than me. Yeah, I thought you were way longer because Harry I started... was there before me too. I was the last one to actually start okay. working there. I'm, I, my memory like is pretty. I think like you were you were pretty much around a year exactly after me, Danny. Yeah, I remember you're like right. I remember like you hopping into like my classes and like me like essentially like training you. Yeah. Um, well, how yeah. long were you there? When do you remember how old you were when you started? Yeah, teaching? So I started in January 2010, so I would have been 17. Okay. Wait, oh, I started in 2010 as well at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So a year later. Yeah. There you go. And, that- and I started when I was, I think I just started when I was about 16, just turned 16. So probably was the start of 2010 as well. So maybe a, around a similar time. But um, yeah. the difference was that, uh, do you remember, Danny, that um, the boss came up to us and said to me, you, Andy and Ross and asked us if we wanted jobs because he saw us training in the squad. And so I he offered that, us yeah. he offered us jobs, and I think I was the only one who went and did my old swim at the time. Yeah, like I was the only one who went off and did it. Um, and then because like they saw me, and I think Claire, who is still our friend to this day, saw that I was suited to more older older kids. I just I coming from the squad background and coming from you know being really competitive in terms of who I am she saw that putting me with three-year-olds is probably not going to be good for me or the three-year-olds. So she put me (coughs) into the higher levels quite quickly. So, and Matt, you were teaching the lower levels. Again, like you and I just didn't really have that much reason to talk. We were in teaching opposite levels. Literally at the opposite ends of the pool. Yeah. And I was aware of you. Like at that point I had become aware of you. Like I saw you, but, we again, we just didn't speak, and I think you know we had different shifts and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and then yeah, Danny, you obviously came and were learning off Matt, so you were the first to like properly speak to him. Yeah, I wouldn't say I was like I don't remember actually ever training with you. I'm sure I did, but it must have been like one half an hour class, surely. Like I was around with everyone. I was I was you know as 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 you become a trainee at a pool. You literally go go to every class and do half an hour with everyone, and then after ten hours, you you're on your own. So, but the thing was that when I did my ten hours or whatever, and I got my own class, well, I was at the yeah, I was teaching the young ones. So Matt t- taught the young ones, and so did I. So we were nearer each other um, than than we were to you, Aaron. And then yeah. I just really, maybe Matt, you can fill in some blanks because I just don't know how we we got close. I, I, I'm i pretty sure it would have been from your end because I'm the type of person who, if, if you don't talk to me, there's no way in hell I'm going to talk to you. Mm. Um, I think it probably would have been to do with one or more of three things. It would have had to oh, do with yeah. food, <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah. Or hip hop, it would have been one of those three because they're yeah. the they're the, the cornerstones of our friendship to this day. All of our all of us. So yeah, uh, yeah. I think that it had to be. I, I, my memory's a bit foggy, but it would have been one of those three or more, one or more of those three things. 
Yeah. I probably would have well, said something like, let's go get some pizza and then watch a movie and listen to some music. And you yeah. would have been like... It, it probably okay. would have been... Yeah, that sounds right. Because it probably would have been something like... Because we finished work around the same time. We probably had a couple of showers together, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and we'd, we'd get to chatting. Like, how dare that guy shower with... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm usually the one, yeah. you know, putting soap on his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, well, the thing was that we had the same journey home. Like, we, walking home, we both walked home after work and we took the same road home. So, yeah. And then at the end of that road, which is like a, we walked down that road for like 20 minutes, Mm. you know, in the same direction. So, we must have just synced up at some point. And then you, your favourite pizza joint was at the end of that road, at the end of that 20-minute walk, and one day you must have said, oi, come come eat a pizza. And we yeah. Shared a cute little slice, and uh, that became, you know, maybe a regular thing. And then yeah. maybe... Best buds ever since. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I think I remember, like, something along the lines of, like, us doing that maybe once or something, once or twice, and then um, I think it was, yeah, I think it was you, Danny, who was being like, oh, we should get, like, Aaron, like... You know, because, like, you were obviously friends with Aaron, you know, before you were friends with me. And then you were like, oh, we should, like, make this a cute little trio. Um, <laughs> that definitely was not my intent. Like, yeah. It was never like, oh, I'm going to have this master plan to merge my two friends together. To yeah, become yeah, definitely. Group. It was no, also it. not the way you would have said it. You wouldn't have said, uh, let's make us a trio. It's just not Like, Matt, you've obviously said it in a nice way, but Danny would have been like, I know this guy as well who's also into movies and hip hop. <laughs> nah, you nah, probably would have seen him at the pool. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say how Danny would have said it. Probably would have been thinking to himself, Oh God, now I've got two friends. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of effort. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if I can make them both be friends. So then when I see them, I only have to see them once. <laughs> <laughs> that is so much more likely. That is way yeah. I love that. But <laughs> Before Matt, you and I actually became friends, there's a little bit of other like backstory to us. So you and I have actually dated the same girl. Oh no, here we go. We... He's silent. He's nervous. He's silent. Yeah, we... This is this is dangerous territory. We don't we, this was not covered in the notes prior to the podcast, Aaron. You're springing on this <laughs> bombshell. How dare you? <laughs> Look, all I'm well, gonna say about that, all I'm gonna say is I will confirm, yes. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> well, I can also confirm. <laughs> I have, um, I have no, I have no, I do not recall. <laughs> yeah. If it pleases the jury, I do not recall. <laughs> but, but I remember, I remember because you dated her first, um, and then for whatever reason you broke up, but then apparently, and this is just from my memory of like, you know, 10 years ago, apparently she was considering getting back together with you. And then, and then after being with you, no, no, before dating me, it was like a choice of go back with Matt or date me. And she chose (laughs) and she dated me, but let's not be like, let's not be too hasty because our relationship only lasted three months. So, I'm not sure she made the right choice, to be honest. But that was like the, that was like backstory. So I'd heard, I'm now hearing more of Matt. I'm like, I've like the, the journey to actually meeting you, Matt, 
was not as traumatic as the journey about hearing you in terms of seeing you. Oh, now you, I've got this rival and now we're competing over the same girl and now uh, <laughs> it turns out, you know, we. the funny thing is we never actually spoke about it. Didn't you? No, like it was something like, that was unsaid. I feel like we, in jest, like in like in like just passing, we might have like in the past seven years. I, or so. I literally, until you brought it up today, I had completely forgot that that actually happened. That you guys dated the same person briefly. Are you trying to be time. edgy? Weird. No, 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 no. I'm joking, but I don't. I don't remember you both. Like I remember Matt that you did. I forget that Aaron did. Like immediately yeah. after, yeah. But yeah. that's how short it was. It was such a short relationship that it was like so insignificant that it literally was a blip. Like it didn't really matter that much. And you know, Matt, it clearly didn't matter to Matt that much. I'm no. sure. The, yeah. Well, the fact that you dated her didn't matter that much. No. Well, yeah. No. Yeah. It, it brought it brought us together. I was like, right, we have the same face. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could see that, you know, Aaron, you know, was a good guy. So yeah. 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 And the rest the rest is history. But then I think after that, that was when we started like, yeah, all three of us like hanging out. Um yeah. and I think that I think you would have had to the, the food was definitely like I said before, food was the big thing because, like, we all loved eating and we all loved, like, nice foods. Um, I like that so you I say think, loved as if we've stopped loving eating. <laughs> oh, true, true, true. We definitely have still we still love eating. But, like, I think, like, our first, like, proper dinner was at True South when we went, like, I don't know, seven years ago and, like, had that quarter suckling pig. And, like, that was, like, the – for me, that was the moment that I, like, remember as, like, our first meal together and, like, our first, like – I'm 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 caught. It probably it probably wasn't our very first like hangout sesh together, but I'm just gonna call that for convenience as as it because like I don't remember anything yeah. prior. Well, you to literally that. let's you know it's corny, but you literally we have like an anniversary of friendship, which is embarrassing. Yeah. You mm. Matt always you started didn't you like the anniversary yeah. of us at True South ordering a suckling pig is the anniversary that we celebrate of our friendship. Of our friendship, yeah. 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 And so we celebrate it every five years. <laughs> so that's that's the thing. So so we've been there we've been there twice now. So yeah. we're looking, you know, our next one is, you know, looking coming at up, ten actually. years. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, I'd get less for robbery to be honest. Um, <laughs> but but um no, yeah. So you know, that you is know definitely a cornerstone. What should we do? Well, Aaron just said we we do it every five years. We literally, why haven't we been messaging each other like every year on that date being like happy anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something you would do. You're the one I who know. hasn't been doing it. If you I did it. Doing that. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, can you both imagine just waking up on that day to a cute little message from me being like happy anniversary? <laughs> But to be honest, to be honest, I'd also like just another day for me to have an excuse to go see you guys. Yeah, like just, yeah. just like sorry, sorry guys, I'm busy. I got to go see my best friends again <laughs> that I see all the time. No, no, no. Yes, I know I saw them three times last week, but this is our anniversary. It's different, yeah. and I'd love like I'd also love for like one of you or, or me to like forget one year, and then like the other Ooh, two, the other that two would cause like, a massive rift. Yeah, 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 silent, yeah. silent treatment. 
Yeah. The other, like the other two, being like, so anything particularly important oh, about should today? We, should we go over some of our massive rifts that we've had over the years? <laughs> should we go over <laughs> some of the major incidents? Well, before that, I was thinking maybe, maybe let's go into how our names, because obviously, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we've been the Slim Fitty Biggie Committee long before this podcast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've we've had a Facebook group um, that we've had for years, probably the start of our friendship, like mm-hmm, the, yeah. the quarter suckling pig um, that we've had and we've just been posting about movies and hip hop. And that is, they are the two subjects that we pretty much post in the group. So um, I think the the interesting one is that Danny, you're technically slim yeah, and Matt, you're technically biggie and I'm fitty. My one is pretty simple because, you know, 50 cent, is my first love and therefore fitty. But the complex one is, you know, Matt, you talk about Eminem every single week on every single podcast and yet you're called Biggie. Yeah. I'm but fat. we know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not because yeah. you're fat. You're actually not fat. The, the reason <laughs> is, there is a reason. Who wants to explain yeah. it? Go on, Danny. <laughs> the, uh, the, the sort of closest to your home, the... <laughs> I don't know if I'll do it. I don't know. It's, it's not a big, you know, deal. It's not like you're biggie because you love Biggie Smalls. It's not you're biggie because you're fat. It's you're biggie because we had another ritual that we had is, you know, often on a movie night or whatever at my house, we would get fish and chips. And so we'd go to the fish and chip shop and we'd order, you know, normal meals. You know, I might get a, a flake and a Flake and a, you know, minimum chips. Aaron would get, you know, whatever, a dim sim and chips as well. And then Matt, Matt approaches the counter. <laughs> yeah. Biggie approaches the counter. And, uh, you know, there's not enough room on the little ticket for, for, the, for the guy to write down his order. Like, he'd get one of everything. One dim sim, one potato cake. Three uh, flakes, uh, six uh, Chico rolls, uh, maximum yeah. chips, and he'd bring you're it home. A burger. You're no, you got the a burger, burger with the lot. And the burger, yeah, the burger with, with the, the lot. lot. With the lot. And he'd bring that back to our place, and me and, <laughs> me and Aaron are sitting there just with our you know little chips and enjoying our little you know flake. The equivalent uh, uh, is that we were having a kid's meal yeah. and Matt was having a grown-up meal. <laughs> yeah, and it, Obviously, it wasn't as big as Danny is saying, but it was bloody big. It was it definitely had It definitely had a flake, a burger with a lot, chips, dim sims, potato cake. <laughs> Did I have a Chico roll? I'm not no, sure, I maybe. Don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think I went with the Chico roll, but, you know. It, and, it, like, it, a can of Coke as well. That's, that was, like, your classic. Mm. And, yeah, I, I, we just remember looking, opening the the mountain of food that you had and just being in disbelief that you wanted that much, like you were that hungry. Yeah. I remember you I remember you saying, I'm very hungry, guys. <laughs> Look, very hungry. it didn't go to waste either. It did not go to waste. Yeah. <laughs> and from that day forward, I was known as Biggie Smalls because I... Yeah. Well, it was called big the Biggie Challenge. It was, it was called the Biggie Challenge that, you know... That and we never attempted it, but no. it was known as the Biggie Challenge. Yeah. Um. And obviously, you were the only one to attempt and conquer it. So, <laughs> hence, you became Biggie. Yeah, yeah, but like that's the thing. I feel like Aaron, like you, that's that's something that you've become interested in. Like, or maybe not. You were interested. In, like, remember how you used to watch like Epic Meal Time and be like, oh, like, oh yeah, like eat like 
like if a restaurant had like a thing or oh, eat this and you don't have to pay for it like that's something that yeah oh matt stoney like i love matt stoney videos like just people who just eat an enormous pile of food i just know that i like i know i can eat a lot of food i know it's just incredibly unhealthy for you <laughs> like yeah yeah but, but like, would would you do like if like that could be like I would do that with you both. I'd like go to a place and like, oh, you have to eat this in like a certain amount of time, like just for fun. <laughs> it depends what it is, but burger. I would, I would do it. I, I'd do it. I know, but Danny, you and I did this. Do you remember, Matt? You weren't there for it, but yeah. you've been in the UK. But there was a burger challenge. I think it was like a, uh, it was called the Joker Burger. It was like a triple burger. It's like I think it's like one point one kilos or something. We asked after. And the challenge was to finish the burger, and you could go into the prize to win a hundred, a thousand dollars. And Danny, you saw like I smashed it like yeah. in ten people, minutes, yeah, like it was nothing. People were coming up to us like from the from the restaurant, being like, "Jesus Christ, we've never seen someone eat that fast!" <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not even joking. Taking they were like, coming up, and, like asking for your autograph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they were like, they started by saying, "Good luck," like let me know. Hey, like, we'll see how you go. Um, because, yeah, and it really wasn't that bad. Meanwhile, Aaron's like, <laughs> Aaron's like, Aaron's like, is this it? Like, or yeah. that, like, can I have some more? <laughs> but I said, yeah, Danny, I had a strategy. The first one was speed. And I knew that, that like, I, I knew this. I'd been watching enough videos to know the that thing that kills you is speed. I just, I just like, I was interested enough to know, but I also have been known to be a big eater, so it's not really a problem. Um, so yeah, that was that's probably the one in recent memory that I've actually done, but I try to stay away from them because I can get quite fat. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't, I don't particularly want to get, I don't want to get, you know, a big pun fat. Um, yeah. So it's just not something that I want to get to. But you know, all this food. Like it's made me hungry. I want to go to Black Rock fish and chip shops now and get like a, a flake and a burg with a lot. Oh, I mm. would go down a bloody treat right now. Or, or mm. that'll probably be your first meal back, Matt. Oh, when absolutely. you come back, that'll be the first meal. You know what? Like that. Thinking about things like that. <laughs> not seeing you. Get take... on a plane right now. Get on a plane. <laughs> not even seeing you guys. Just getting a chicka roll. Oh god! And like they used to put like just the right amount of chicken salt on the chicken mm. roll. Oh mm. god, that was good. Yeah, yeah. And so Danny, because I remember, you know, these names only came about when we were speaking. Like, you know, we should make a Facebook group. What should we call it? And I think you came up with the name, Danny. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure it came about. I wasn't the one who came up with any of the individual names. Like, I'm pretty sure, Aaron, you specifically came up with Biggie for Matt. For Matt. Mm, yeah. And I think, Matt, you came up with Fitty for Aaron. And yeah. I think for Slim for me. Yeah, um, I think so as well. Because the lucky thing for Matt back in the day, like when we started becoming friends in those early days, was that I was just as big of a fan of Eminem as Matt was like I I would talk his ear off about relapse every single chance I got like every walk home every shower session we would talk about every single song on it which one's our favorite why Eminem's the best so back then maybe you know it was you know 
appropriate to nickname me Slim. But like, he's also one of your like favorite rappers, so like that's also makes it appropriate too. Yeah, but like yeah. back then he was literally my favorite rapper. Like it's changed now, but mm. back then he was literally my favorite. So yeah, like you probably came up with the name of Slim for me, and then I, you know, put it all together. I, I pretty sure I was like, you know, what's something that'll roll off the tongue? Slim, Fiddy, and Biggie committee. And that was, and the inspiration for that was um, uh, Simon Says from Pharaoh mm. Monch, where he goes, uh, New York City Gritty Committee, pity to fool that. And just, I used to love that song. And so I was like, Slim Fitty Biggie Committee. It just, it rolled off the tongue. I put yeah. it together like that and we made it a group. Yeah. That's actually like, that's a good like point, I think, because like, if one of us was to actually become a successful rapper, it would be Danny because, like, you seem to, like, be able to, like, you know how, Aaron, when, like, we rap a song, like, and we, we just, the, our flows are always off. But, like, Danny... Yeah, I was literally going to say, you took the words... He took the words out of my mouth. His flow is way better than ours. Yeah. <laughs> the flow that yeah. I steal from other rappers. <laughs> yeah, but we listen to hip hop as well, and we can't. I can't match the flow. No, do you know the best I do? Still. The best I do is I I rhyme to annoy the people in my life. <laughs> yeah. That's all I do. I just rhyme nonsensical sentences. Yeah. At yeah. this point, like like I'll just say something like, "How are you?" Oh, I just did a poo. Oh, <laughs> just God. just random. Shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes no sense. But just try to speak in rhymes because it annoys people in my life. <laughs> like it's like the worst prank ever. But compare that with your ability to actually, you know, quote a full track and verse. Yeah. You and I are worlds apart. <laughs> yeah, like not just quote it. He like he it flows well. So it's like I can see it makes sense that you came up with the symphony. Like you put it together that way because it's like. Yeah, well, that's your skill. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. It probably comes from when I, you know, early high school days, like I said at the start, you know, when I would just sit at home and literally stare at a computer screen and stare at lyrics and try to nail it so the next day I could go to school and impress all the mates. So, yeah. you know, practice pays off, I guess. Yeah. And you had the practice. Yeah. You're like, you know, like when in Straight Outta Compton, the movie, when they first get Easy in the booth and, like, he, like, spits the shit that Dre wants him to spit. Like, that's literally how I feel. And, like, <laughs> I, like I know I can't, I won't speak for you as well, Aaron, but, like, when, like, I try and, like, rap a lyrics and, like, Danny's there and, like, Danny's, like, Dre, like, laughing at me. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the thing is, I've seen you, Danny, spit different verses in different flows. <laughs> like I've seen you like Mob Deep's um shook ones. Uh, mo- shook ones. I've heard you spit them to different beats. I remember we went <laughs> we we went to we was we have an annual ski trip with some of our other friends and I remember we were getting kebabs or or whatever and there was a there was a beat in the kebab shop and I just remember us standing in line <laughs> and you just you just going for it. And the songs would change and you would change your flow. So I remember, like, I remember going, geez, that's that's actually really impressive. <laughs> I remember that too. And I like that you remember that. That's, that's good. That, that beats at the kebab shop. 
He's like, yo, I'll go over any bit. I'll go a cappella. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, he literally will go a cappella. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. But I think, you know, you know, we've talked about our friendship, but, you know, it's taken from how many years? Like eight years since we became properly friends, like the three of us, to starting a podcast. So the journey is actually, it's taken a while. Like I don't think... First of all, podcasting wasn't big before. Oh, and it then, kind of was. We are pretty well, late to the party. Last, we are yeah. pretty late to the party, I've got to say. Well, you know, we, we got here eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did have a little little spell of uh, reviewing uh, food, different foods for a while. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, we yeah, did. Didn't really take off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and before we even started this podcast, you know, we did on our Slim Fitty and Bigger Committee Facebook page, we would do written reviews. We we did yeah. this podcast before we even did this podcast. Yeah. We would just And we write. would go for drives. Like we've gone for drives and just literally review a full album track by track. Yeah. Like we've done that. Like the this this is not so much a change for us, but more a different format for us to review platform, the things yeah. that we were already reviewing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, it's, um, it's definitely a positive, like, because then it opens, like, opens us up and the fun that we have to, like, the world to, like, enjoy as well because, you know, it's, um, you know, if, if you enjoy doing something, which, you know, we do, and you can share that with, you know, other people and they can get some sort of enjoyment out of it, then, you know, it's a, it's a win-win really. And, also just a way of like capturing moments of you know time in our friendship so while obviously talking about hip-hop and the best part is even if no one listened to our podcast and if no one ever listened to this it would still be fun purely because we just do it together and we would be doing this regardless yeah 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 exactly feel like we um have given like listeners a a pretty like broad like view of like our friendship. Um, are there any other like points that you think would be important for them to know? I guess getting well, back Danny, to Danny Danny did want to touch on a few beefs that we've had because we've had you know, we've talked about the ups, but what about the downs? What what are the what are the struggles that I think to be honest, the beefs are more between Matt and Danny. I've yeah. usually managed to stay away from any beef. Um, <laughs> so the, You're more of a the, more of pork man, aren't you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Chicken, <laughs> but <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I think yeah. Danny, do you want to go into some beefs? I mean, no, you've had some was funny only, beef. I, I was the only one that came to mind was the the code red one. That was the one that I thought would have been funny to say. Yeah, but that's more that on is Matt's, funny. The thing is, it's it's all on Matt's end. Like I almost have nothing to do with that beef, and it was a genuine beef that I had no idea was actually happening. It was uh, So just, was yeah, do, Matt, do you want to take, do you want to, you know, give us the backstory of Code Red and what happened and how you guys made up or how you you were okay? It's a bit touchy, but, uh, you know, if I if I, <laughs> I need a moment to compose myself, just excuse me, listeners, you know, tag on the heartstrings a bit. It's a very uh, traumatic uh, experience that you have to relive now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Take a deep breath. Um, so, 
<laughs> Code Red was a, a banging club uh, in uh, Melbourne City under Flinders Street Station a few years back. I'm not sure if it's still popping off. Nah, I think to, it's uh, it's gone. It used to be next to, Do- I think Doherty's, the gym is there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never went there, but I did go to Code Red and uh, <laughs> used to have a, a great time there. And I thought, you know, recently become friends with, you know, these two new cats, you guys. So I thought oh, I'd share that experience that I had at Code Red, that positive experience with you. And, you know, so I decided to take you along one night. Um, but was that a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron seemed to enjoy himself. I think he uh, even might have gotten lucky that night, um, you know, with a little smoochy-woochy with one of the clientele, one of the... the um... <laughs> one of the clientele! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt, you make it sound like like I'm literally going and paying for it. <laughs> It was a nightclub, and I, I remember you, you. You've definitely. I feel like you've embellished my ability no, no. with the women. No, 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 not at all. Because the clientele, like someone who partakes in the club, like a person who went there, so it's like a a, a a girl who, you know, who was dancing in the club. You know, you, you seem to have a little smooch with her, if I remember. And then, so I was happy because I was like, oh, well, Aaron's having a good time. Aaron's found found love, um, and then. <laughs> And then I look over my shoulder and there's bloody Danny sitting in the corner uh, on one of the sofas, just, you know, just depressed. And I was just like, why is he not having fun? Like, you know, um, so, you know, me being the caring person that I am, I try to, co- you know, coax him over to get to the dance floor and have a little, you know, jig. But, you know, he was not having a bar of it. Um, <laughs> and then... One hip-hop song came on and he got up for a bit. So I was like, oh, yes, this is it. And as soon as the song was over, I think Miley Cyrus, you know, Party in the USA came on or something like that. And he was just like, no, off to the couch. (laughs) (laughs) And then I thought, well, And what was the aftermath of that? And then, you know, I was just a bit disappointed that, you know, I felt like you hadn't given it more of a chance. So I decided that I was going to... uh, Cease contact for two weeks. <laughs> he decided to end the friendship because I didn't enjoy yeah. the nightclub that he enjoyed. Yeah. No, because at that time, Matt, you were you were a big fan of clubbing at that time. Like you had other friends that you were like you enjoyed clubbing and instead of, you know, getting us to go like I like clubbing as well, but I feel like in terms of who won that battle, I feel like you're about to you know, reveal which way the friendship went. Well, you know, I, I, after, in those two weeks, I caught up with Aaron probably almost every day and, like, we, you know, our friendship got so much stronger. I think we went on a holiday, didn't we, Aaron, in that time? Like, we went oh, yeah. um, no, don't lie. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we just basically talked about how shit Danny is. And, uh, then, uh, no, that, none of that happened. <laughs> it happened. I was aware of this either until Danny told me later about the, that you were upset at him. I yeah. didn't know. That can't be right either because I wasn't I even aware of the beef. No, no, yeah. So I didn't end up going on a holiday with Aaron in those two weeks. We didn't, like, you know, hang out any more than we usually do. We run off together and, you know, ditch Danny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just wanted to try and, like, you know... Milk it. <laughs> yeah. But I remember after those two weeks, I eventually cracked. I eventually caved and I decided that I would... Um, 
you know, get back into it with Danny. Yeah. And, uh, and I told him that I hadn't spoken to him for two weeks because of, you know, what I just explained. And uh, he was like, what? I didn't even realize that you hadn't been speaking to me. <laughs> then, I even, then, I, then I got even more angry because I was like, well. Um, <laughs> like that is the funniest part. The funniest part is that you decided, oh, Danny has pissed me off so much. I'm not going to be friends with him for the next two weeks. And I yeah. didn't notice. Like you yeah, didn't yeah. talk to me and I didn't notice. And then you started talking to me again. And I was like, all right, everything's normal. Yeah. 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 And I, I don't think you, you told me, you might you must have told me about this like a year later. Yeah. You must have told me, like, it wasn't like, oi, I'm going to talk to you now. And I'm like, oh, you weren't talking to me. It was yeah, like yeah. a year later you said, oi, remember when I wasn't talking to you? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh. that, uh, that was the beef that we had, the infamous beef. Yeah. The long two-week beef. Yeah. yeah. But I will say, the thing is, like, you know, when we look at our personalities, Danny, you're very much an introvert. Yeah. And Matt, you seem to be able to talk to anyone. Like, I've always marveled your gift is the gift of the gab and the innate ability to literally small talk with anyone. Like, absolutely anyone. It's unbelievable. You are like... It's it's your gift. Like, you can literally talk to anyone about any topic, even if you don't care about it. It's it's amazing and I've, I've witnessed you do it and I just stand there going I have no idea how you're speaking to that random person for 40 minutes <laughs> like I just I've never like I I know I can talk but I feel like your ability to talk to people is like next level making me out like some god I love it keep going yeah he's making me out like he has like some kind of superpower the ability yeah. to speak to other humans no, it's the ability to small talk with anyone. Yeah, like, which is like my worst fear. Like, yeah. Small talk is like my kryptonite. I cannot stand it. I just, how's the weather? Oh, God, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but like, you also okay. don't have the ability to like talk about shit that you don't care about, Danny. Yeah, no. Matt, he can't. Like, I, like, I've just seen, I've listened to some conversations where I know you don't care. Like, yeah. and you just seem to be like still engaging and you're like, oh, okay, I don't, I'm not aware, but like, you know, tell me more. Is this like, and you just, I don't know. It's, it's always been amazing to me. Like Danny, your hip hop, your ability to flow is impressive, but Matt, your ability to talk to people. Is <laughs> like, his, his verbal diarrhea is impressive. It's yeah. not even verbal diarrhea. It's like very chosen, a very like, yeah, no, I don't know. It's, it's impressive. Yeah, I agree. It's a it's gift that I wish I had. No, but it's good. That's why I'm there. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm you know, because I, when you're around those people, I'll do the talking so you don't have to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's the benefits of being friends with you. When yeah. someone, your you know, daddy shield. Yeah. yeah. When someone new approaches at a party, you just sort of push me forward and go, Matt, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. But uh, yeah, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a talent, definitely a gift and a curse. Um, but yeah, no, other, you know, that's the thing you were sort of t starting to touch on it, Aaron. It's like, you know, Danny's introverted. I'm sort of, you know, can be extroverted, but I enjoy being introverted. Aaron and I are closer in terms of like introvert, extrovert, and like, whereas Danny's more like. I'm the only introvert here. You both, like, 
Well, I'm pretty sure that, Aaron, you are even more extroverted than, than Matt is. Even though Matt has the gift of the gab, he, he has his introvert moments, whereas you are just like, you eat up any kind of social interaction, you just mm. live off that shit. Yeah. So it's funny because I reckon I've become more, I've like accepted that side of myself more as I've gotten older. I think when I was younger, I was more introverted. Like I was just like, you know, trying to be this like stoic, you know, very like controlled person, this man, this image that like of of what I thought a man should be. But then at the older I get, the more I just let that shit go. And the more I'm like, I realized that I actually am extroverted. Like when I meet, real introverts and like danny you and i have been friends for so long that i you're not really an introvert around me no i'm not an introvert i i appear to be the most extroverted person around people that i know and as soon as there's any person around me that i am not familiar with i you know climb into my shell and i'm dead to the world so so yeah so i guess i've never really compared my extroversion with your introversion purely because anytime we interact you are as extroverted as you'll be you'll you're like very outgoing you talk you joke you're funny like you do all those things so i think meeting other introverts has been like okay now i see now i see that that like you know i do love to talk to people i do love people's company yeah Mm. yeah yeah i think that that's something that has like um, brought the the friendship to where it is because it's like we all I definitely have common interests in hip hop and you know movies and you know food and things, but we also have differences. So it's like and those different differences definitely complement each other. Um, but like like to, to think about it, like what seven eight years? I don't know. I can't remember the exact date, but like. That's like quite rare, I imagine. Like, and that that beef wasn't even really a proper beef. Like, we don't. No, it's just, yeah, it's just drama that we've drummed up just yeah. to sound like you know our friendship isn't perfect, but yeah. it pretty much is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. We're, we're the three best friends, you know. I mean, oh, no. like, um, yeah, so it's like I feel like that's pretty rare. So it's like, um, you know, that's one of the reasons I think that you know, uh, that makes a friendship last when, you know, you share commonalities and you also complement each other's differences um, and you um, don't, don't beef. Like, but when we do beef, (laughs) like, when, when, when it's, it's, it's jokey bullshit beef. It's not real beef. It's not like actual fights. It's like, you know, jokey bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also stems from the fact that, like, and if anything, it's this has been good for us, especially during, you know, Matt, because you've been in London for how long now? Like eighteen months or something? Like, yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen you in person. Um, and you know, I remember that we went out to dinner to to say goodbye and stuff. And you know, I think doing this has, if anything, kind of rekindled like our friendship. It never disappeared, but it kind of has reminded you know me me as well that like you know how good of friends we really are because we just haven't seen each other and so now we speak regularly and you know talk shit regularly so it kind of you know gives us an ability to to see each other and you know for me and Danny like we haven't seen each other in like around six months like we've seen each other what 
like twice in this six month period face to face. So mm. um yeah, I think this has been good in that sense. Like, you know, it's kind of made the distance not seem as far. Yeah, like definitely. I think it couldn't have come at a better time. Like I feel like there yeah, there there was a time when before the podcast when I was over over in London that I didn't um we didn't talk for like oh, like every week or so, like we'd message on and off, but like this is like provided something more consistent as a means of communication. And in a way, like when I do come back home to Melbourne, like it'll, it almost feel like, you know, Oh, we, we have been talking the whole time. Like we haven't really missed like out on other than obviously face to face. Um, haven't missed out on like much really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a thought came to my mind, this little joke. I was like, I was almost like, wonder why Danny hasn't said it. He's like, Matt, are you in London? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Where'd yeah. you go? I didn't realize you were gone. What the hell? <laughs> Literally, I didn't like like with the code red thing. I didn't realize you weren't talking to me. I didn't realize you'd gone. <laughs> oh, what a freak! What an absolute freak! Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's um, it's really good. And now, like, also, I'll like associate um, like a part of London, a part of my experience in London was starting a pot like being a part of a podcast with you guys. So it's like, that's also cool too. Yeah. Well, mm. if we had to finish it, we'd just say we're the best, three best friends. Uh, <laughs> and well, no, in all seriousness, I think, you know, unless you guys have anything else to add, I think I might wrap it up. I have absolutely nothing left to say to you freaks. Um, <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Yeah. That's a lovely way to finish. Um, I would just, I think I'd need to get it back to the hip hop. Like, like, I would just say that, you know, um, for like any listeners out there who have had like a, a similar um, experience with finding friends, you know, with a, a love of hip hop or whatever it might be, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be hip hop. Like hold on to that and hold on to those people because it's like that, um, you know, uh, similarity that you share can have such a, a lasting impact on your friendship because you know, um, especially with niche um, interests, you know, for us, it obviously was hip hop, but it could be, you know, something arts and crafty, it could be, you know, sport related, like, it's definitely um, something that I think is uh, crucial to a friendship to find those similarities. And sometimes you might not even know until, you know, that you have something in common until you actually communicate with, you know, someone else. So that's why, you know, sometimes, you know, as introverted as you might be, um, like Danny is, you know, it might be, you know, beneficial to have a chat or even if you, you're not, you know, really comfortable with that, like just listening, listening to what other people are talking about and going, oh, like they are interested in something that I am in and interested in as well. So it's like, oh, maybe I should explore that more because it's like you never know when you, where you're going to find a friend or friends that you will then end up, you know, doing a podcast with eight years later. <laughs> yeah. That is so and- cute. And we literally have been through thick and thin together. Like, you know, when it comes to, you know, the people, the friends in my life that I can count on, you two are the first to come to mind. So um, as much as we joke and and we we laugh, um, the benefit of our friendship is that when push comes to shove, is that we know that we'll be there for each other regardless of what happens. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, with that, I hope I hope uh, our listeners got something from it. 
um, even if just to to listen to us talk talk shit and talk about you know our friendship and and how we we kind of got into hip hop and got into uh, starting this podcast. So um, if you have any feedback for us, if you liked it, let us know. Uh, if you have any questions, let us know. Um, and then we'll be back next week to uh, to do a proper album review. But this was just one of those ones where we got to just talk shit for a little bit and kind of reminisce about our friendship. Love it. Good job, boys. Excellent work as always. All right. See you later. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at the underscore slim fitty biggie committee and stay tuned for our next podcast. Bye for now.